Welcome to Inside Out. Without prejudice or boundaries, this space is for raw and vulnerable conversations surrounding health, mental well-being, relationships, parenthood, and so much more. Our goal is to deliver a conversation that will educate and empower you through shared experiences told by inspiring and relatable guests. My name is Chris. I'm a wife, mum, and stepmom who is on a personal journey that cultivates a life of alignment and intention. I hope these conversations encourage you to do the same. Let's dive deep into today's episode. Hello and welcome back to Inside Out. This is my final episode for 2020 and if you have been tuning in on Instagram, you will know that I have been in the deep end of motherhood and looking after my very sick household for about three weeks now, which meant in that time I had very little time without a baby on my hip. So unfortunately, recordings and editing took a bit of a back seat, um, but I just wanted to say that I have had the absolute pleasure and privilege of sharing so many epic chats with some incredible guests this year. It's been such an honor to speak with so many men and women from different walks of life, and I am truly so excited for what's in store for Inside Out in 2021. There was an incredible response to part one of the self-love series with Lauren Burton. So to say that I'm excited to share part two with you is an absolute understatement. And I am so sorry that this has not happened sooner, um, but everything is in place to happen in the new year. So I'm really excited to share these epic chats with you really soon. I do have so much I want to do here and I know that the universe has my back with what's to come in 2021, you know, but in traditional 2020 fashion, my little man, Jesse, who turns two next week has come down with what I can expect to be croup again for round two. So I wanted to close out my first year podcasting with a little recap and light into the last 12 months and share with you guys my seven lessons for 2020. 2020, the year of the roller coaster for the world, deaths, financial hardships, homeschooling, mental health, lockdowns, the list was endless and the heartaches and emotional drain of what COVID-19 brought to Australians and people all over the world never seemed to end. But amid the chaos came an opportunity for growth, self-development and reflection we finally had time, you know, time to bond with our school-aged children, time to build that garden bed, or if you like Taylor Swift, time to drop two insane albums. So I wanted to share with you guys, as I just said, my seven biggest lessons, and I wanted to share a little bit on each. And I really hope that one of these resonates with you and that there's something maybe you can take into your new year. I know something for me as a big priority right now is not falling into the old trap of new year, new me, because I believe new year, old me, I'm going to continue doing what I'm doing. I've really enjoyed my my spiritual growth this year, my emotional awareness this year, the way that I have been able to lean into my intuition and be guided by my gut instinct a little bit more. So I'm really excited to continue working on those things as I enter 2021. Um, but without further ado, let's get to the first lesson. So my first lesson is surrender. I have always really identified my success as a woman by associating it with the term busy. I am a good enough mother if I'm balancing three things at once. I am a worthy woman if I'm overwhelming myself with endless to-do lists. And something this year that I realized upon having my daughter Lola, who is now actually six months, can you believe that, Um, is that my worth as a mother and a woman is not measured by my ability to balance a multitude of things at once. 
surrendering to my daughter, surrendering to the season of motherhood and not being so hard on myself for slowing down and saying no to things that wouldn't serve their purpose with me. It was something that I resisted so hard when I had my son. I was writing endless to-do lists and dragging him to the gym so I could fight for my pre-baby body. And it took me a moment to understand that. But through my resistance, I was fighting for this version of myself that didn't exist anymore. I had this new identity and you do shift when you become a mum. And if you're listening and you haven't had that shift yet in your in your journey and you haven't become a mum as yet or you're choosing not to be a mum, there is something that's quite indescribable that happens when you have a child and it's something that I'm still learning a lot about, um, but the term matrescence does come up and you go through these these postpartum emotions and this shift in who you are and who you'll never be again. And that is something really hard to, to um, f- just embrace because for me, I, I resisted it and I fought against that uh, when I had Jesse and it took 12 months and then I fell pregnant with Lola. And I once I had Lola, I just wanted to be with her and I felt like time is a thief and I don't want to lose that time and through that I was really able to learn that surrendering to her needs and this season of motherhood and you know not having it all together all the time and not having the perfect house and not having the lunches packed on time and you know if I forgot my daughter's drink bottle and had to run to school later like that is okay that doesn't make you a bad mum it doesn't make you a bad woman it just means that you are in the depth of motherhood and it's okay to sit in that for a little while and surrender to that season so that is something that I really learned and I want to take that into 2021 you know my children they're going to go from ages two or two under two so six months and almost two now and then next year it'll be one and three and the next year after that it'll be two and four and these ages they're they're all going to be hard and there's always going to be struggles in the next few years of my life because of motherhood (laughs) but I just want to make sure that I am surrendering to the season when I can um, and not being so hard on me for going through that and being okay with that. The two is boundaries and this is a big one because this is something that I am just still learning. Um, I am someone who people pleases. It is something ingrained to my soul. If you're not happy, then I'm not happy. I will carry that with me. So I will make sure I do X, Y, Z to make sure that you are in your best place and you have everything available to you that you need. And then I'll go and look after me. But what that's done to me is that is created firstly, burnout, exhaustion. um, And secondly, it is now displaying in my stepdaughters. So as soon as I started to see that in my eldest stepdaughter, I was like, no, this is not okay. I need to make some changes. And that is something that I have gone and done. And I am now really, really focused on firstly, the things that I say yes to. Is it going to serve a purpose to me? Now, when I, when something or an opportunity arises, like is it an event or is it just something so simple like going for a walk with a girlfriend on my daycare day, so my date without Jessie, it's like, well, hold on a second. If I take, if I say yes to that walk, that's 15 minutes driving its way, so that's really an hour and a half. We'll probably chat for an extra half an hour, so that's actually two hours out of my day. As much as I would love to catch up with this person, this isn't going to serve 
me today I have things I need to do and I've got a limited time to do it so creating a boundary of is this going to serve me well today if it's not I say no and that is something that I have not been good at in the past I have said yes to everything I have overwhelmed myself with commitments and what leads to what happens next is you're burnt out and you know you're overwhelmed and you're always running late you're anxious and I've noticed that in my kids they've started picking that up with saying yes and people pleasing and you know something as simple as can you carry an extra plate to the dishwasher and they've already got their hands full to people please she'll say sure I'll carry it no it's okay I'll make it work those are the things that I used to say and I've really really picked that up in myself and I think that we need to make sure that we are saying yes to things that light us up yes to things that bring us joy also really understanding that when we say yes to something it needs to serve us well it is so important that we see that because we can say yes to all the things that light us up and bring us all the joy but then we're totally overcommitted with social events and coffee dates and play dates and all these things and we're not getting done the things that we actually need to get done and that then leads to stress and anxiety so something that I am working on every single day is setting boundaries surrounding me and really focusing on does it serve me well. Now that leads me into something else that I've created some boundaries on and that is within my family dynamics. So I am someone, as I just mentioned, I am a people pleaser and, you know, hubby walks in from work. I want to spend time with him. I know he wants to see me and I know that my kids want to spend time with me at nighttime. Once the babies go to bed, my stepdaughters are all about one-on-one time and things like that. And I've been doing this for a really long time, about four years now, where I lay them down in bed, we talk, that's the time when we communicate and that is every single night and I'm talking like 20 minutes per child so 40 minutes of my night is spent laying and talking and I love these moments and I get so much from these moments like there's just some amazing stories and things that they share with me that they wouldn't have necessarily shared if I don't spend that time with them however that is the 40 minute time where I could probably be having a shower and be in bed or pick up a book or you know um, have lunches organized for the next day have uniforms washed and dried for the next day there's so much in that 40 minutes that I could be could be doing and I was really struggling with I felt like I was letting them down if I said no but something that I have been working on is saying tonight we're going to do five minutes each and then I'm going to go but guess what tomorrow night we're going to spend a little bit extra time together so I'm really just trying to balance out my boundaries and communicate with my family what I need to make me be a better mum and a better wife as well. So next I needed to let go of my ego and it's something that's been a massive massive lesson for me in life and you know that ego that part of you that makes decisions selfishly for an outcome because you feel like you're going to be better off once that outcome works in your favor and it and it takes you away from making the decision for the best outcome 
in the macro, not the micro, not for you, not for your jealousy, not for that green eyed monster, for you as a whole, as a human. And I think we really need to reflect on that a lot of the time when we're making these big profound decisions in these big moments in life. An example of that is a friend of mine has recently gone through a separation and something that I experienced as a child was the ego of my father projecting onto me as the child and his decisions surrounding his ability to parent um, were based around his ego and him not understanding what he was saying and doing being about the ego. So your ego is your conscious mind and it's the part of your identity that you consider yourself. If you say someone has a big ego, then you're saying that they're really quite full of themselves for those that didn't, don't or didn't understand what I'm talking about when I'm referring to ego. Um, anyway, and my friend that has gone through this separation, there's been some nasty things going back and forth as you do sometimes when you're in the heat of the moment of a relationship breakdown. But one thing I had to gently remind her about is you've made the decision that you're no longer happy with this person. You've made the decision that you want to leave this relationship. Now that person hasn't come to the same agreement. They want back in, they want you. Um, but this decision that you've made, now it's getting nasty because he's, you know, being uh, judgmental to the other and, you know, trying to put the other person down because it's projecting the pain and the hurt that they're going through. So what you need to do in that moment is stop and think of the macro. Will this harbour our relationship in the future if I am negative or if I bite back, if I, you know, dive into this narcissistic, you know, negative conversation? You need to not put in your, put, let your ego make your decisions in those moments. You need to put your ego aside and say, hold on, this is the issue. I do or don't agree. These are my reasons for not agreeing, not you're a bad man, you're a bad father, you you did this six years ago, you did that two years ago. Like you need to not let the ego win and take over and take control of your decisions because it will bite you in the ass in the future. And just with friendships, I'm talking about breakdowns in any form of relationship where your ego, your your high, this highest inner self that wants to get the win, wants to be right, wants to be the better one, wants to get, you know, do better than that person. That's your ego. And that does not serve you, especially in your mindfulness journey. That does not serve you well in your future. And if we can do the work now to learn to let go of our ego, we will benefit long-term as mums, women, whatever. It will just be so much more beneficial to our lives and we cannot hold on and, and harbour the energy that it takes to hate someone. Because hate, in my opinion, hate comes from a place of your ego. Because if you truly were happy, be using your happiness and and your joy to harbour hatred because that emotion to carry on its own is so overwhelmingly draining and there is just absolutely no need for you to carry that with you if you can avoid it. So do the work to let go of your ego because I have done some work with that and I'm going to continue to do work with that because it has changed my life in such a profound way. When something happens with with somebody who I 
do struggle sometimes to to deal with because you know we are almost like we're stuck we have to deal with each other for the rest of eternity and it's not somebody who has the same values as me they don't you know live this any similar lifestyle that I live they don't want the same things for their children that I want and it's a we very much uh, agree to disagree on many topics and with that being said a lot of there's a lot of triggering emotions that rise because this person does has not done the work to deal with their ego so they will say and do a lot of things that really piss me off but at the end of the day I just have to sit in that for a moment reflect and think how will this serve me in the future I can react or I can act and I choose to act in a way that will serve me well in the future. So I hope that's something that you can take into your, you know, your future as well in, in navigating friendships, relationships, um, all that sort of thing. Okay, so my next big lesson, and it's been profound for me, and it has taken years and years of self-development and reading books and coaching, uh, but fear of judgment and getting past that big scary thing that you think in your head when you when you're going to make a decision or do a new business venture like starting this podcast I was scared shitless I didn't think I would anyone would listen let alone over 5,000 people I didn't think that I would be able to host an interview let alone host a podcast like I don't do journalism I don't know what I'm talking about but honestly it has been such a fun ride and And I think that one of the biggest parts to me being able to dive into this project and just let myself, you know, be engulfed by my passion is letting go of what people think. And one thing that my good friend Rebecca says to me often is, who are those people? Think of them in your head. If you have something you want to do and you you are so worried about what people might think, I want you to think about those people, pick them out of that crowd, pull them in front of you and go, who are they? And if they don't support you, if they're not clapping you on, if they're not you know, sharing your business with every person they know or buying tickets to your event or doing you know, anything that they can to support you, well, fuck them. They're not your people. And that's all that matters. You get one life, one fucking life, and then you die. Do you want to spend it half-assing things? Do you want to spend it not giving life your all and following your dreams and living your passions and doing the things that build build you up and bring you light and love? Like it's just something that I've learned this year is I have found my passion and that and I knew, I knew from a really long time that I wanted to empower and inspire, but I just didn't know how. And I didn't know how I was going to reach the magnitude of people that I wanted to reach. And this is the way that I've decided to pursue that. And it has been something that has just reignited this this fire in my soul to do more, to be more, to give more. Um, and I really want to leave behind a legacy that says, I came I saw, I conquered, I did good things here. I empowered women. I educated women on things they didn't already know. And I'm going to grow with this podcast. And I know that in my heart. I'm not going to be the same me that I am sitting here today in 12 months time when I do a recap. I'll do seven lessons of 2021. Um, And I think it's really important to just just know that when you are fearful of judgment, pull out of that, who are the people you're so scared of? 
Because if they're not supporting you and uplifting you and and being your biggest advocate or your cheerleader, then they're not your fucking people. And remove those toxic energies from your world because you don't need those people. And that is something that I did a long time ago. And I am so proud of the circle of, of incredibly inspiring and motivating women that I have in my corner now. Because 18 months ago, I had negative, egotistical, narcissistic, horrible people that were only bringing me down and I didn't know it because I was in it with them. And making the decisions that I have made that have brought me to the people that I am sitting side by side with and cheering on for all their ventures and all their journeys, it just honestly has been the most profound lesson for me. And with that came letting go of that fear of judgment and removing people that I was so worried about what they would think, removing those people because they're not my people. So I hope that that lesson bring something for you I hope you feel that because I know that when I talk to my girlfriends about this it's something that they felt in their heart as well so let's just reiterate that remove the people from your life that you are so worried about being fearful of their judgment and if they're people that are important to you and if these people that you're so scared and fearful of us I know that one person was my husband I was absolutely petrified of his his deep dark thoughts under underlying what he was saying externally so we talked about it and he was like are you serious like I am so proud of you I have never been proud of of you than the last however many months it was at the time but in my head the story I was telling myself was he secretly thinks this is a waste of time he secretly thinks I'm never going to succeed he secretly thinks this 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 and once I confronted him with it he was like oh my God, that's just the story you're telling yourself. So maybe if it if you're in a position where the person or persons that you're fearful of judging you are people you genuinely care for and you know that you want them, you know, in your life, I wasn't going to get divorced over this, um, confront them and have a conversation and have an open line of communication and say, hey, this is the story I'm telling myself what you think of me when I make this decision surrounding X, Y, Z. And I think you'll be really surprised when they come back to you and they tell you that that's just the story you've made up and there's this is what's actually happening. And then you want to keep those people, I think, not get rid of them. Of as also know that I am a big fan of Glennon Doyle and her work, her book, her everything. She's an incredible woman and source of just light and love and abundance and I'm obsessed with her. But one of the things that she has taught me and something that I literally use every single day in terms of mindfulness practices is perspective and the term I can do hard things. We can do hard things. I say it to my kids and I say it to myself. It's something that has changed how I handle difficult situations, how I handle things that impact me in a negative way. I can do hard things. And it's that perspective shift with the words, with the affirmation, saying it out loud, I can do hard things. It has changed my motherhood journey for one because I am able to go, okay, 
this is hard, this is just a moment in time, this too shall pass. That's another affirmation I actually use, use that one in labour. Um, but I can do hard things and constantly being really self-aware when something comes up for me, when something's showing up and it's it's pulling at that negative energy and I can feel it and it's holding me and it's got this weight that somehow managed to drop onto my shoulders in that moment of time, saying the words out loud, I can do hard things. And watch your body and your internal dialogue change. Watch that emotion change from change from negative energy to gratitude. Um, it's something that I am going to continue to use every single day. And I say it often enough now, my darling girls, are my oldest two stepchildren, they use it all the time as well. When something comes up, when they're having a disagreement, when they can't finish a task, I can do hard things or we can do hard things Um, and it's a perspective thing you've got to practice mindfulness in a positive way and you've got to use all those tools from your mental toolbox pull them out as best you can and utilize these things that we're we're listening to and we're seeing and we're being able to use as resources um, where we're in a day and age now where you can see and get mindfulness practices on social media 20 years ago We didn't have that. Our mothers were in the shit of it with their kids and they didn't have the resources that we have today. So I think it is so important. Firstly, perspective, always, always rise above, always show gratitude and just using those, those little affirmations, I can do hard things, this too shall pass, things like that will enable you to shift that perspective in moments of hard. Um, I think that that is something that's been big for me and I hope that it's now big for you if it's not something that you're already doing. So number six, it's surrounding, it's a bit of a weird one. So it's surrounding accountability and discipline. So One thing that I've learned this year is that I am accountable to me. I am not accountable to any other human being. Um, One thing that I know a lot of women do is when you're going to start your fitness or wellbeing journey, you'll often use a outsource and get a coach or a PT. And I think that that is amazing because sometimes accountability is really, really handy for that sort of thing. But what you've got to remember is that that human being is accountable to themselves and you're accountable to you and you can't expect that that person's going to they're not going to eat that cupcake with you because you ate it they're not going to try and burn off that cupcake because you burn it off and I'm not saying don't eat the cupcake do it the cupcake do whatever you want I love cupcakes (laughs) but what I'm saying is that you need to learn to be disciplined so that you can be committed and keep promises to yourself and be accountable to you not somebody else because once you once you are accountable to you and you alone the opportunities are freaking endless with what you can do because you only owe it to yourself you don't owe it to anybody else and I think that it's really important not to make break promises to yourself and not to not show up for you every single day and that can be in forms of how you eat how you talk to yourself, how you exercise, how you make time for yourself, how you cultivate self-love. My once said, discipline starts us, persistence keeps us going and the motivation is what makes you love it. Remember, forming conscious habits is much harder than forming 
unconscious habits. So whatever your goals are in terms of health, well-being, business, motherhood, whatever your goals are, just make sure that you are focusing on learning to be disciplined and to be accountable to you because that is something that I have shifted in in the last 12 months and I have noticed how much easier it is with my habitual things like exercise and nutrition and journaling and uh, meditating and manifesting and all these things that seemed so hard for me 12 months ago because I have cultivated them into being a conscious habit they are so much easier now and it's really brought me to be self-aware enough to say hey this is what I did that changed it and it was that I was accountable to me I was disciplined for me. I started showing up each and every single day with intention to be aligned with what I want from life because I can't align my goals with somebody else and put them in their hands and expect their hands to get what I want from my own hands. So one thing I would strongly encourage for your health goals, no matter what goals they are, sorry, not even health goals, learn to be disciplined and learn to be accountable to you because it will really support you with your your goals and what you want out of life. Okay guys, so my seventh and final lesson for 2020 and it is a road I am on. I am not there yet. It is a long road ahead. I feel like I have to break down the walls of 28 years of cultural conditioning and society's expectations of who I am and who I should be and what what I should be getting from life. And that is surrounding self-love and loving who I am. And it is something that is so hard for me to do because I remember from a really young age that I was not like the other girls. I didn't look like them. I was a little bit bigger. I had freckles on my face. My hair wasn't like them. And I always wanted to be someone else from the earliest age that I can remember. I think I was six years old. I wanted to look like and be someone else. And it's going to take a minute to break through that. But it is something that I can finally recognize as such a high priority in terms of teaching my children and practicing myself as a woman and as a mother that it is definitely one of my biggest lessons this year and that is to love myself and do the work that it's going to take for more self-love. And when I'm talking about doing the work, I'm referring to things like take a look at how you talk to yourself. Take a look at how you see yourself. Go and stand in front of a mirror, look at your reflection and reflect how am I talking to myself right now in this moment? And that is something that took a minute for me to do because I would stand there and go, oh my God, I can't even, like I'm talking in the mirror to myself. I sound ridiculous. And then it's like, who the hell knows that I'm doing this? No one knows I'm doing this. No one even cares that I'm doing this. And then I started to just, you know, use affirmations. You know, I am beautiful. I am brave. I am smart. All these things that we are practicing and and hoping to teach our young girls, we need to do this for ourselves as well because we have 20 odd years, 30 years, 40 years, whatever the case. We have lifetimes of conditioned belief that we should be and act and look a certain way and it's going to take some time to break it down and remove that from our current belief system so I really think that by integrating things like using words of affirmation and reflecting on how we speak to ourselves every single day um, catching ourselves out when that inner mean girl comes out to play going whoa that's you know yes 
that emotion can come up. But let's take a look at why do I feel that way? How can I correct myself there? How can I pull myself back into line? Um, Because I really want my daughters, I have two stepdaughters and one daughter, and we are really encouraging them to love themselves for exactly who they are now. Um, And that is really important. And by doing that, we need to practice it as well. So I feel like that is something that I'm working on. It's something that's going to take some time for me to be really good at. Um, It's uncomfortable for me. It makes me feel really quite vulnerable because as I mentioned earlier, I have not respected myself or seen myself as very worthy from a really, really young age. Um, And I'm trying to change that and I want to break that cycle. Um, It ends with me. This is not going to get passed on down to my daughter. This ends here. So, you know, there are things that we have to put in place to make sure that we can break it. Those are my seven lessons from 2020, the roller coaster ride of a year that it was. And I am honestly just feeling so grateful that I've had this opportunity to grow in myself, in business, in health, in my family, having my beautiful little girl Lola, something that I will be forever grateful for 2020, bringing me my healthy, beautiful baby girl. Um, and I'm just really excited to close out this year and open the door to a brand new year, brand new opportunities. And yeah, just drive my passion, which is empowering and inspiring women through thoughtful conversations like this. So I hope that you have enjoyed this short and quick episode, seven lessons from 2020. I really hope that something resonated with you. Um, And yeah, please let me know if you did enjoy this episode, please share it to your Instagram and tag at Inside Out with Chris. I always love your feedback. So feel free to send me a DM and let me know as well. I hope everyone has the most beautiful, magical Christmas and a wonderful New Year's and I will see you guys in the new year. Thank you. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Inside Out. I really want to grow in this space and make sure these stories and experiences are heard. If this episode resonated with you, I would love to hear from you. Please leave me a review and hit subscribe to ensure you don't miss our next conversation. Please also join me on Instagram and let me know what you thought about this episode at Inside Out with Chris. I can't wait to share more with you really soon.